Welcome back to the Nothing to Something podcast. Now, this is the podcast that's been put together as a platform to share real stories from real people showcasing their journeys towards success and all the struggles involved along the way. Now, before we move forward, please click subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. This is going to provide you with all the top draw content to come, as well as keeping me pushing to produce it. Now, this week's guest is a two-timed Muay Thai world champion, gym owner, striking coach, and all-round legend of UK Muay Thai. Please welcome to the podcast, Panikos Yusuf. Panikos, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I am absolutely gassed, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Now and again... You come across these people like yourself who have a certain aura, a certain energy. Um, and I'll keep it real with you, mate. When when we agreed to do this and I was putting it together, I thought, how am I gonna I'm gonna do the introduction? And I started banding some bits together and we're talking two times Muay Thai world champion, a legend of the sport overall, someone who made mortals like myself sort of envision a song with a cast iron mindset as well as, as physical attributes. Um Somebody's massively humble as well at the same time, which must be a hard thing to pull off. And um, there's so many things there that I want to get into: gym owner, coach, mentor. You've got a lot going on, man. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what's going on behind the scenes there. So, thank you for coming on. Great, looking forward to it, man. I'm going to go straight into the deep end. I'm going to go deep on your pan. So, I've just mentioned a hell of a lot of things that we swear seeing from the outside in. From your viewpoint, who's Panicus? Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Who's Panikos? Um, I mean, there's, there's loads of uh, loads of uh, angles of Panikos. I suppose there's the fighter, there's the, the family man, there's the there's the coach. Um, then there's uh, I suppose uh, other little businesses that I do, like an entrepreneurship. So there's there's uh, there's a few uh, little angles of Panikos, but essentially in the core, I'm the same person. And I use what I've learned throughout my experiences, mainly in martial arts, uh, in life, in everything that I do. I have the, I, I carry the same uh, mentality, you know, the, this, this, that kind of uh, never giving up warrior spirit, you know. Uh, and yeah, it, it, that's how I live my life, day in, day out. No, no different. Nice, nice. And where, where, sort of, where did it all start? We've got a strange combination. We're not, we're... First name Panicus, last name Yusuf, and kind of where, where's that combination come from? You don't look English, you don't look Greek. I'm assuming the, the name Panicus <laughs> is Greek. Yeah. Where, where's that combination come from? So, so Panicus, Panicus actually isn't my name. My my actual name is Panayotis. <laughs> uh, okay. Which is, it's a Greek name, and everybody knows me as Pan uh, because it's easier to pronounce. Um, it's it's a Greek name. Yeah, it's, uh, the Panikos variation is a Cypriot twist to the Greek name. Uh, and that was, I was named after my dad's best friend, uh, his childhood friend. So my dad's Turkish Cypriot. So his last name is Yusuf. Uh, he was born in Cyprus. And, uh, and that's where I've got my first name is Greek Cypriot. And then my last name is Turkish Cypriot. And then my mom's from the Philippines. So I look more Asian than I do either Turkish or Greek. <laughs> yeah. 
nice combination there. I knew there's something going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But no, nice little insight, nice little insight. And you are the martial arts man, as we'll get into. Um, there's so many facets that we'll, that, we'll, that we'll get into. Not sure how long you've got. A couple of days, maybe, to, to cover everything yeah. that we need to cover. Um, just before we get into the martial arts, mate, was there a life before that? That's all I've ever known you for. I know a lot of people know you as the Muay Thai guy and you've obviously ventured into MMA. You've got a lot of different facets going on. Was there a life before that? Was there a life before martial arts? Or did I start at a very early age? Uh, I mean, I, I started at the age of 60. Uh, the life before that was just as, as normal as any, as any uh, you know, kid to teenager type of life. I mean, I was... Uh, got it, I got into fights and did silly, silly shit, really, uh, until I found martial arts, and that kind of put me on the straight and narrow. It, it, it I found the one thing that kept me focused um, and and took me away from all the temptations, if you like. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's a common thing that I see nowadays in in all the younger kids in the in, in the newer generation. You know, we're so quick to uh, diagnose kids with ADHD and whatever and all these things just because the camp is still in the class environment uh, i mean i have a massive pet peeve about the whole educational system so i'm not even going to get into that but uh but it's just that I, I just you know after all these years i can't understand how um we haven't figured out a way to extract each each person's uh talents uh and creativity and you know not every kid learns the same way you know um yeah so yeah i, I, I found that yeah, I mean, I was never, I was never academically intelligent. In Cyprus, you need to pass your final exams every year in order to go to the next class, and I only ever did enough. And and I and I mean, I really tried to do well, but I only ever did enough to pass. Otherwise, I would have stayed in the same class while my other friends would, were moving on. So you're made to feel stupid, really. Um, but uh, I had talents in other areas which you know, was never, was never um, kind of brought out of me or I didn't discover it myself until I was 16. <clears throat> okay, okay. And you found that when you got discipline of martial arts, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always into sports. I was doing football, basketball, uh, volleyball, tennis. I was doing everything. Anything that was, that was going and that was, that was accessible to me, I was doing it. I was cycling everywhere. I lived on right next to the beach so swimming all the time so I was very uh, always active I always liked being outdoors I always liked doing active uh, activities and stuff I just hated uh, classroom environment <laughs> nothing ever yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah I, I mean martial arts always I was always um, um, attracted to martial arts you know like growing in the 80s you've got your Van Dams and your Jackie Chans and, and all that uh, and so yeah, I always wanted to do some kind of combat sport, and because um, there wasn't many kick, there wasn't any kickboxing gyms that I knew of near me, um, or, or any boxing gyms like that. Uh, so I ended up taking on karate. My dad uh, uh, found the karate gym for me. I did that for about six, seven months, and even then it was on and off because it was only so many times I could punch the air before I got sick of it, really. <laughs> So I, I really enjoy like the sparring and stuff, which which we rarely ever did. So, and that's what I wanted to do. I mean, when I, when I found Thai boxing at 16, and uh, and we got to smash some pads up, and then we got to do some real uh, full contact sparring, 
I was hooked. That was it. I I quit everything that I was doing at the time, and I went full on just Thai boxing. Now, I, all I know was that's what I wanted to do. Now, and that was that. I I never thought of it as like that's the career I'm gonna the career path I'm gonna go down down in. I just I just loved it, so I just went for it. I mean, that's, that's how we find. That's how we find our, our. That's how we find our careers and our and our passions for something. Though we 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 find it, we start it as a hobby, and then all of a sudden it becomes your your bread and butter. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Nail on head, nail on head. Um, in the coaching roles that I've done over recent years, um, and even with my own kids, I encourage them to take on as many things as possible with an eye to finding out what fits and what doesn't, what puts fire in your belly, what you enjoy, what you want to go back to, what you shy away from, and then move from there. So. Yeah, I certainly get that. It's interesting yeah. to see that, that you said you loved sparring. You got hooked when you got into the sparring at sort of such an early age. That's not normal, is it? From yeah, my standpoint, no. I, I, I didn't start martial arts or, or boxing a little bit before martial arts and not at a competitive level for the listeners, but even training in those fields until I was probably mid to late 20s and sparring woke me up. It's a different ball yeah. game. Do you know what I mean? It's controlled. There's a lot of discipline yeah. there, but... It's like a fight at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? So to, to say that you were engaged in it and you were, you were hooked at it at such a young age, maybe it was just your calling. Yeah, that's it. But like, yeah, if, if I hadn't, if I hadn't tried or if I hadn't taken, if I hadn't taken that step myself to go in and and find it, seek it out, I don't think it would have ever happened. Uh, mm. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. Law of attraction and all that. Yeah, for sure. I really believe that. Yeah, something happens. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The uh, going going back to to um, talking about where we where we start our careers usually from from um, a, ha- a hobby as such. Is the I've, I I have this conversation with parents sometimes because the parents um, say, oh yeah, well you know we've got to let them try everything to see what they like, uh, and it's a little bit of a difficult one really because. Yeah, you want to get them to try different things, but then you also need them to stick at something, even when they don't want to do it. Because if they don't see the other end of the tunnel, they, they won't know if they're good at that or not. You know, mm-hmm. it's very quick for the for, for for us parents, me included, by the way, to go right. We'll go. We'll do. Go, we'll go do some dancing lessons and that, and then they do about two three months, and they're like, mm, no, I don't enjoy it. And be like, all right, okay, let's come out because it's a little bit of discomfort, or I don't enjoy it because I'm such a person or whatever. So then we say, okay, well, let's try something else. Let's try something else. But I, for me, you have to be careful because you're giving your kid a very easy uh, get out, really. So every time something gets a little bit difficult or my, I get into a discomfort, I think, mm, I, yeah, I can give up because I know whatever, whatever I try, I can give up. I don't have to really put. But, you know, go through something I don't want to. Uh, th- this is something I don't know if you've seen. I did a post a while back um, about, uh, you know, commending the parents because the hardest job for the parent is bringing the kids into the gym. The easiest, once the g- kids are in the gym, our job is easy. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's they're scared of us, so they'll do what we say. But, uh, but you know, when you're, when you're bringing the kids, when, you, when you're dragging your kids off their PlayStations, off their gadgets, off, you know, doing whatever they're doing, and you're telling them to go and do some exercise, which is very uncomfortable, as you've seen at our gym, how we train our kids. Um, and they're kicking and they're screaming in the back seat, and you're driving, it's stressful. You know, you could be, you've had a long day at work, you could be chilling at home, instead you've got a kid crying in the back, and you're sat in traffic, 
taking them to do something that they don't enjoy or appreciate, um, I can get that. You know, it's easy. You know, so I really commend the parents who do that, who stay disciplined and stay 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 steadfast, and you know, get it done. That's mm-hmm. the hardest job. You know, so you know, well done to the parents who do that. We take the kids to football on rainy days. We take kids to football on the one day off that they have on the Sunday. Do you know what I mean? And they stand around there like shivering in the cold. Man, good on you. The, yeah, you know, you know what, and 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 you know what, the kids probably won't appreciate it when they grow up. But we as parents, we have one job to do, and I think that's you know, we we wouldn't be doing them justice if we didn't if we didn't do that by them. It's one of those where the kids won't thank us until they're older. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Oh, spot on, spot on. Uh, couldn't agree with you more there, by the way, mate. Just taking it back a little bit to your sort of journey and coming up. So you got hooked, you're in there, you're sparring, you found the gym, yeah, you found your calling in essence without really knowing it at that stage. When did you realise that it could become you think you could do this for a living, you could be actually good at this? Uh I it, it did it, it didn't that didn't come into my head until a very very long time, uh, actually until I moved to to the UK 2010. So it probably took me about two in ten years, about ten okay. years before I realised. Uh, so I started in in 2000, in 2000 and and, and in Cyprus I, I was I started working my way up the ranks and then eventually I started fighting for the national team for about three years or so. Um, and after that, 2005, I moved to the UK. Um, I got sick of the weather in Cyprus, so I thought I'd move to, to grey old England. And uh, so uh, when I when I got here, it was like starting Thai boxing all over again. It was a whole new level. You know, the, the, the level here in, in England is... The Thai boxing in England is amazing. I mean, in martial arts, in combat sports, you know, uh, in general. Um, so, um, in 2000, so I did a various few jobs, balloting, recruitment, uh, call center work, and that, which was really, really hard for me, as you, as you can imagine, because I've already said, in the classroom environment, I hated the classroom environment, so you can imagine me in an office. Um, but I did it because it was a means to an end, uh, and it helped me buy my first house. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I I'm, not, I'm not complaining about it. I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, I did it because it was something I had to do. But I still trained. I still trained. I still competed. And then in 2010, <clears throat> I, uh, um, my, my coach was retiring, and he was moving to uh, Thailand. And he said, "Take over the gym." And I was, I was like, "It's great." Like it, I always thought that I was going to run my own gym but not till I was like 30, 40 years old, you know, no plan, you know, just a young kid with a, with a yeah. one, $1 million idea, but never, no, no plan on how to get there, do you know what I mean? Um, the, um, so he said, take over the gym, and I was thinking, well, take over what? 10 students, you know, in, in a basement and stuff, you know, there was nothing really. Uh, and because I wasn't really, no, I wasn't anybody really at the time, I was, I was the classes were dead. Uh, it was very, very hard. I took, I took the leap, I took the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but yeah, yeah, we took it, we took it week by week. It was very, very difficult. You know, there was, we, I was, I was only ever making enough to pay the rent. Sometimes not even, not even that. So it was, uh, it was a hard one. There were times, there were many, many times where I thought, where I spoke to my wife and I said, right, that's it. I'm gonna, 
shut shop and go back to work, you know, get a job. And she's like, no, stick at it, stick at it, stick at it. You know, she was only on like 16 grand a year and we were living off her wage, basically. That was paying the mortgage and everything. And uh, me as a man, you, you can imagine how emasculated it made me feel. Like I wasn't carrying my, my weight. Um, you know, as, as a man, you want to feel like you're the provider. You want to feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're the one that your, your family relies on, you know. Um, but she, she saw my vision even more clear than me, you know, and, uh, and she believed in me. And, and that's what, and, and I, I felt an obligation to her to make it work, you know. So wholesome, so wholesome. I see this repeated and so many times having the right people around you and the difference it can make. You already talked there about the fact that you thought about jacking in a number of times. That was going to be my next question there, mate. It's, I say now, and I wouldn't have said this back in the past, I've probably been one of them kids that you talked about earlier on where it got hard and I jacked it, my old victim mentality and what have you. But success really is a game of attrition. I see that more and more. And mate, testament to you, because if you want to give up, yeah. We want to be here now, the famous no, pan no, card buying. Most definitely. Um, and you're right. You're right. Having the right people around you, you know, having the right person. Because my wife could have easily been that type of person that was like, oh, no, well, we can't afford it anymore. Well, you know, we're struggling. You should go and get a job. You know, that would have just, no, without thought, I would have gone and got a job, you know, without thought. Because I was already on that, on the verge of doing so, you know. Um, but yeah, having the right people that believe in you and stuff. Um, yeah, and 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 over time, I've, I've met you know it got better. I got you know I was getting more success you know more successful with with the gym year by year. It, it took a very very long time, but eventually we got there. And um, over time, I've I've networked and I've met people that have helped me across the uh, you know across the, my journey and helped me improve and make it better. Mm-hmm. Massive, mate, massive. And how important do you think that networking is? That's another thing that's only really come to me quite late on. I was yeah. when I did get my head together and get myself together. I kind of it was me against the world in my head. I would go and get after it, and no one will beat me. I'm, I'm not going to stop. But you can't do it alone, can you, Pan? No, it's you know what to to, to me, bro. It's the um, um, I always say it's when you're when you. I always say hard work doesn't go unnoticed. When you're an honest person and you're doing something with passion someone who's a little who's, who's got a, a bit of a, a bit of a better life than you will see that and they will try and help you along the way do you know what i mean and, and it's not that that's what you're looking for it just happens we're talking about law of attraction you know you will attract the right people you know what i mean why would i want to invest in someone who's lazy someone who turns up late someone who's not reliable i would invest in someone who i see works 16 hours a fucking day, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's trying hard and he's still struggling, you know, I would, I would invest in someone like that because I believe in that person. And I think that's, that's where that law of attraction comes, you know, uh, as well, where, where you'll, you'll attract the right people and they will help you along the way, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, networking is very important. I always say we, we all have that $1 million idea, but we don't know how to start. We all talk about, yeah, when I have money, I'm going to do this. Yeah, when I get to this, I'm going to do this. Fine. You have your one million idea. And, and, and you know what? There is no reason for it to become a successful business. But we don't know where to start. And I always say to people, you know, stick to your, stick to your plan, you know, whatever your, whatever your ultimate goal is. And then find 
go and speak to the, the right people, go and speak to financial advisor, go and speak to a person who specializes in that area, someone who's got a successful business in that area. They will, they will, they will just, they'll tell you one thing and it, and it'll be the, that'll be the start of, you know, that will help you. It'll take, take you far, very far. Um, but if you talk to the right people, I always, I always say there's no, you, you can't lose, you know, it's, it's very hard to, but you've got to not want it, you've got to need it. And I think that was the difference with me. Like, I needed to be successful. I needed to make the gym work. I needed to, to, to be a successful fighter. You know, I, I needed it. It was like my oxygen, you know. Like, I, I, I would get an injury and I would be out of training for a week and I'd be, be absolutely depressed. Like, I'd be bouncing off the walls, you know. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's evident from the outside looking in. That's evident. You don't see that a lot. Well, that's, that's certainly evident. Having trained at All Powers for a while myself and obviously seeing yourself and moving the way you've moved for a number of years now, that's evident, man. The passion's clear to see. So, Pam, when we're talking about sort of moving from the stages, we've just come through and the struggles there. And I say all the time, strength from struggle. That's where we're forged from and that's where that's where the backbone comes from, in my opinion, going through things. Any time along this, did you envision where you were going to go to, what you could achieve? We're talking world champion status. We're talking the biggest shows in the world that you're fighting on. We're talking owner of a busy, thriving gym that everybody wants to get into. Was that ever in the vision or, or did that just, did you get your head down? Did you work and then popped up and it was there? Yeah, you know, you know, I never looked at it. I never looked at, I never had like a five-year or a 10-year plan. I never looked, I had that vision where, oh yeah, one day I'm going to be this. So I, I, I was very, I'm a very in-the-moment person. You know, like the, I would keep my head down and I train and I do, and I teach and, but I would do everything with absolute passion. When, when, uh, when I'd get to a certain stage, so I'd fought someone who with credible reputation or in the rankings, once I beat that person, I think, right, what's my next mountain that I'm climbing? I'm fighting him, you know, but it was my, 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 my goals were very short. So like, like baby steps, if you like, you know, <laughs> it was, you know, it was never like, I was. I never went from like starting to fight to thinking I'm going to be world champion one day. It was just more right. I want to. I want to fight for my first title now. So I would start working and I, and 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 I would sit with my coach and we'd go right. Well, who do you need to fight before you get go for a title? Right, I need to fight this guy, this guy, this guy. Okay, cool. It'll take us about a year, year and a half. And that was that was it. That's how I do it. And then slowly, slowly, baby steps, baby steps. Reputation became better. Gym got busier. You know, and, and then that's how it kind of came. To be honest, like, the obviously I have a great network of people around me. I've got good coaches. I've got my, 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 my wife who helps at the gym as well. So we, for me, I don't see it as it's not my gym. All Powers is not Panicross. All Powers is, is a, uh, a community. You know, All Powers is, is everyone, yeah. even, even the members. Without the members, we're nothing, you know. Um, so it's uh, so yeah no I never looked at it as like oh yeah one day I'm gonna have over a hundred members and I'm gonna be making this much money it it wasn't it wasn't in my head no no nice nice I like that I like the um, the reference to the baby steps there that's yeah. um, something that seems to be a common theme as well I know a lot of people do do five year ten year long term plans and what have you but yeah. essentially it needs to be broken back down into a day to day habit stacking basis so we know yeah. what's needs to be taken care of day to day week to week so. We're aligning. They say success leaves clues, as we'll get onto in a little bit. It seems as though we're aligning already. So, yeah. mate, congratulations on everything you've achieved so far, both as an athlete, as an elite athlete, as a fighter, as a business owner, etc. 
on the athlete side and reaching the heights that you've reached, would you say that's come through talent or from hard work or a combination of the two? I think a combination of the two, but mainly the hard work. Most definitely the hard work. The, the, the waking up, being disciplined, man. Like the amount of times I've, I've wanted to pull out of a fight or not go and train. Uh, I, I couldn't count. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't give you a number. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was always, always hard work. Hard work over anything. That's my number one, man. Hard work over anything. Uh, and so yeah, and, and to, to be a hard worker, you need to have good discipline. Um, a strong, strong will, you know, you know, not not getting distracted by your mates going, oh, go on then, it's only one drink, come on, we, we won't stay out late. No, mate, I'm not, you know, you can't see my vision. You can't see what I'm going to go through. Love that. You know, it's, uh, so you go and enjoy your drink, have one on me, uh, have one for me, but uh, I'm not, you know, it's not, it's, but for me, these, these are very short-term fixes, you know, uh, yeah, that, yeah. For me, it's, it's, I'm in it for the long game. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. So that takes us nicely into the mindset thing. I was going to touch on a little bit, but we'll, we'll, we'll go there now. Talking about the mindset, and you just alluded there to the early mornings of wanting to quit, wanting to drop out of fight camp, but it never happened. You always showed up, even when you were tired, when you were hungry, when you were dieting, trying to make weight, when things weren't going your way, when the, the gym wasn't making money and there was no one at the classes. Where does a mindset like that come from? Because there is the successful people, and then there's successful people. There's athletes, and then there's athletes like yourself. And it really does come across like that. You've got a mind of steel to some degree, at least from the outside looking in. I've trained in the gym myself, and all of the guys who've trained there over the years. And you hold high standards, not only of yourself, but of everyone around you. Where's that come from? Has it always been that way? Do you have the mindset coming up as a youth, or has it been forged through experience of life? Yeah, I've always been, I've always known my mind. Even as a young kid growing up, all my friends smoked, all my friends stayed out going partying, and they would they would try and peer pressure me. But I was always no, I don't need that to have fun. You know what I mean? So this is me. You either enjoy me as my as, like this, or you know, you know that was it. Uh, but nobody, yeah, no. Uh, the, I really believe that you can train hard through training, through combat sports and stuff like that, through adversity and stuff. I really believe that you can train to have a stronger mentality. Do believe that you can train your body to be stronger, but to have that bulletproof mentality, I don't think you can teach that. I think it's something that you you have or you don't. You know, it, I, like I say, I think you can train. I can. I've, I've trained. I've been training over twenty three years in Thai boxing, and I've been teaching for a lot of it in that in that period of time. Uh, and I've trained people who used to go and be, not want to get hit, and then wanting to give up. But then I'll have a conversation with them, and they see it through. Then they, and I can see that they change. Their confidence is, is increases. They're more refined as human beings. They, you know, they're, they're mentally stronger, physically stronger. You know, uh, and they've got heart. You know, when they're in the ring, I've had guys come to me in, in the corner and say, "Oh no, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to stop." And I mean that. Uh, I won't say what I say, but I basically lose my shit and say, you better fucking go in there and get the fight done. And you know what? I've, I've had a couple of instances like that, and they won the fight, one being the title fight. And then as soon as we got out into the changing rooms, I went, I went ape shit. I was like, do not ever, ever tell me that you want to give up in the ring. Ever. You know, you, you, know, you should be ready to die before you come out of there. And when you have that mentality... 
that you're going to die, it, there's no way. There's no way you can lose. How can you lose? Even if you lose on the scorecard, how can you lose in anything? If I've got that do or die mentality, I don't care. You're going to kill me to get me out of here. You can't fucking lose in anything. <laughs> if you put it like that, I see where you're coming from. It can't be taught. That can't be taught. <laughs> but that's the, worst, that's the worst that could happen, right? Is that we can mm -hmm. die. So if we can die, which is the worst, what's so bad? I'll break my leg. I'll break a rib. So what? So what? That'll heal up. But my pride, but my pride will still be intact. I'll be, I'll be have a sore leg sitting up like this, not being able to do it. But I, I, I know I'll have that peace of mind that I, I stuck in that ring and I stayed there. You know, I, and, and you know, here's an example that I use of myself uh, because it was a very, very low moment in in my career and and uh, and for me myself, it was a very embarrassing moment. I, I lockdown had finished, and obviously we two years no training and stuff like that, and. Uh, I came back to have my first fight and I fought a guy who I'd fought previously and easily beat him. And on paper, I should have beat him. And uh, I got in there and uh, I would just go, I went in there with overconfidence, you know, like big head in me and so, and, uh, and, I, and I gave it all in the first round. So I don't know if it's ring rust or what, I'm not making excuses. The fact is that I burnt myself out in the first round. So I was that tired, I couldn't even defend myself. And I took a big elbow to the, to the, to the, across my, the bridge of my nose and he busted my nose. And, I mean, after the first round in the corner, I was like this. <gasps> you know, I was, I was blowing and I was thinking, I've got four more rounds of this. And uh, he caught me across the nose and he busted my nose and I couldn't breathe through the nose. Blood spurt, splurting everywhere. Uh, and, uh, and then I just went like this and I said, no, I'm quitting. And uh, and I came out, and uh, for 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 a good couple of weeks, I wasn't sad that I'd lost. I was embarrassed of myself. I didn't care what people thought about it. I was embarrassed of myself. I felt ashamed that I quit. And uh, and I promised myself, I will never ever. It was the first time I've ever done it in my seventy plus fights because I've had amateurs as well before. And I, I said to myself, I will never ever ever quit again. They'll have to kill me to get me out. So then um, I had two more fights after that, one my next fight. And then the fight after that, I got COVID uh, during my camp. Uh, anyway, then I recovered from COVID and then I had two weeks left and the promoter was like, do you still want to fight? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'll still fight, you know, me being me with my fighter mentality. Um, um, when I got in there after the first round, I was, I just absolutely got drained. Like I had nothing in my arms. Nothing, I didn't yeah. realize how how it affects people differently. I thought I was immune to it. Um, and uh, and he was punching me. He was elbowing me. I had like three or four big cuts and stuff. Um, he was, he was, I, was, I was a punch bag. And I was thinking, I was, while he was hitting me, I was thinking, you're going to have to kill me. You're going to have to kill me. You know, like in my head, I was, I was thinking, you're a fucking pussy. Come on, then, knock me out. You, you're going to have to kill me. But nothing. And anyway, I seen it to the end of the round, to the end of the fight, sorry. And I lost. I lost badly. And, uh, but I went home. And you know what? You know what, Mark? I, I was so proud of myself. Because to me, that was a win. That was a win to me. You know what I mean? To the, everybody else is a loss. But I don't care about everybody else. Because to me, I'm true, I, I can be true to myself. I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you're a fucking beast. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the heart. The heart that comes with yeah, it. Man. To, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's and it. With all this we're talking about, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of people who are listening to this will... 
will relate some, but some won't be able to relate to the, to the fight stuff. This is all transferable. Are you with me on that? This is all transferable to real life. Yeah. You don't quit. You stick things out. You start something. You do it like you mean it, like your heart's in it and you see it through to the end. Most definitely, most definitely, man. I mean, and this is what I'm saying. Like, if I have this kind of mentality in, in combat sports, what is going to be harder than this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. want to start a restaurant business, and it gets a little bit difficult. So what? I could get elbowed in the face. You know what I mean? It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it, love it. And that was another thing we wanted to touch on. So the transferable skills, we've seen it across a few different genres now. Uh, we've had a few sports people on the podcast. Um, it seems as though there's a hell of a lot coming from whether it be individual or team sports and going into the rest of life, going into building businesses and that sort of thing. Is that something you found with doing them simultaneously? So being a fighter and running the business and running the gym at the same time, there's a lot of transferable skills there. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I've, I've learned things along the way. I've been taught a lot of things along the way. A lot of trial and error, of course. Um, but um, it's made me more confident to to try new things. Yeah, mo most definitely. I find uh, uh, all my running a gym and, and fighting transferable to to other areas of my life. And most most definitely in uh, in taking calculated risks. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people are are scared to take risks but uh, as long as you cover your tracks and you and you make sure you do the right research um i mean it's it's very hard to, to 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 get it wrong i mean yeah you might lose some money but there's worse things that could happen um but yeah it's it's made me more confident in in trying new things taking on new sports trying new businesses it's not a yeah it's you know i i might not have any clue in in certain areas but i'm willing to learn along the way you know, like just recently, I've taken on uh, a, a, a property business with a with a friend. Um, I don't know much about it, but I'm slowly I'm slowly reading up and make, doing my research, and hopefully it will be successful. Well, not hopefully. I you believe will. I believe that it will be successful. You know, and I'm not talking about oh I'm manifesting and all this and blah blah. I'm putting that in the universe because. I'm going to make it work. I don't rely on anybody to make things work for me. I'm going to make mm -hmm. it work because I want it to make it work. All right, uh, that ownership. love that level of ownership. It's rare nowadays. I love that level of ownership. And knowing you, I know that you'll make it work too. I really do. Yeah. Uh, just before we move on, Pam, let's just touch very quickly on all powers. So the masterpiece that it is, um, I said before, I've trained that myself for a period. The respect that's in the gym. The high-level fighters that are in the gym, uh, it's sort of the place it is, it's, it's a credit to you. It's a real credit to you. Just talk through All Powers, what it is, and for the listeners, anybody who is local to the Northwest who wants to get involved. Um, all Powers, All Powers, I believe, is, is one of the best gyms in the, in, in the UK, if not around Europe, you know. And I'm not talking about having the best fighters in the gym. I'm talking about what we provide and what we offer to the to the students, to the members. Um, we're not in the business of, of creating savages, we're in the business of creating good people. You know, that that's essentially what we're trying to do. We're tr trying to create people with, to, to have more confidence, more refined humans, you know? Um, because we, we don't have enough of them in this world. We don't even have enough confident people in this world. We don't have enough mentally strong or, or people who can control their emotions. There's, 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 a, there's a lot of a lot of that um, these days um, so 
what we do uh, at All Powers, I mean, the, you see in the gym, we have a lot of members, we, we offer Thai boxing. Um, but what we do in All Powers, the way, the way I like to describe it is we, we pressure test. We pressure test all our diamonds, you know, uh, and then what, what, once they, once those diamonds go through those, the, 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 all that pressure testing, they'll come out shining, you know. Uh, some people don't stay, you know. Some people stay for a year. Some people stay for three weeks. Some people stay for for two years, um, and it's very difficult, you know, because it's very disheartening for me as a coach for the other coaches to put a lot of time and effort in people in fighters for them to just leave. And I say to them, and it, it's a given. We can't control what people, you know, what people do. We can't make them stay. It doesn't matter how much talent or it is wasted. All we can do is focus on the time that we have with them to try and make them the best versions of themselves as possible. If we can do that, then we're winning. That's it. That's it. You know, that we can that we can get fighters and take them out and beat other people up and get in the rankings and win titles. Amazing. Amazing. Great. But essentially, anyone, you can pick any random person from all powers, and I guarantee you they will have nothing but great words to say about us. You know, I'll, I'll, they will, for, for me, all powers is, is a place where people can come, not only to, 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 to come and vent and, and get rid of all that, all that, you know, day's stress in, on the past, but to be around like-minded people that be around that buzzing environment, you know. There's none of that ego ego-filled, uh, uh, um, you know, testosterone-filled, beating up each other and going, yeah, man, yeah. No, it's none of that, you know. It, for me, it starts from the top. If I, the, the way I want it, my gym to be, I, I, so I conduct myself the way I, I want the rest of my members to be. You know what I mean? If I become mm -hmm. all pally-pally with everybody and before we know it, everybody's telling each other to fuck off and, you know, making silly jokes and being disrespectful, no. I'm not having that. That's not the place here. You hear me? So, um, and if we can, you know, if we can, if we can mold the, the minds of the young kids, you know, and, and, and some of the adults, I'm happy. You know, I, I, you know, I always say to the coaches at the gym, when you, <clears throat> when you take on a teaching role, you involuntarily take a, a, a job as a, as a mentor as well. Because these kids, these adults, they look up to us. They look at everything we say. They look at it, how we conduct ourselves. We look at how we move, how we, what we do, what we say, how we think. So when we say silly shit, you know, which really should be kept in our own little circle, it's fine, you can say it to certain people. But when you say silly, silly stuff in front of other students, then they think it's acceptable to speak in that way. You know? And that's why I say to them, you have to be so, so careful what you say and how you conduct yourself. Because if, because that then... If you if you behave the way that you want them to behave, then you all be, all will be good. <laughs> summed up perfectly. Summed up perfectly from someone who's been there, trained there. Summed up perfectly. Absolutely spot on, pan. Love it. And congratulations once again, mate, on what you've achieved there. It really is something special over all powers. So moving on a little bit, we've talked about all the stuff you're up to. Um, list as long as I am. On top of that, we've got the your life away from that. You're a family man. How do you juggle? And this is something I ask quite often to, to high performers and people who've got a lot of stuff going on. How do you balance your time? How do you prioritize? Obviously, my 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 purpose is my family. They're they're my number one. But my happiness is is and my joy is Thai boxing. 
you know the, that that what that's what makes me happy and if i'm happy because my family no one is responsible for my happiness but myself you know and i don't rely on my wife to make me happy i don't rely on my child to make me happy they they contribute towards my happiness massively but my number one happiness is my Thai boxing and that's to me Thai boxing is my religion uh and so if i can it, obviously my family is number one and then Thai boxing is after but uh, i i need to make sure that i i, I have my fix because <laughs> if i don't have my fix of of you know of the, then how can i be happy and and give the best version of myself to my family to my friends to my students you know i if, if i'm not if i'm not in a good place mentally um and physically then i'm not doing anyone a favor i'm i'm not giving my best version of myself to anyone you know i get that i really do get that you got to put yourself first and be able to give your best self to others Most i really get that you talked about happiness there a little bit are you happy? Happy. I'm content. I'm, or, or I don't know if content's the right word. It's content feels like, yeah, I'm, no. I, I'm happy. I'm very happy. You know, I'm, and I, I'm very satisfied, you know, like with where I am, you know, with, with, with what I've done, with where I am now and with where I'm going. I'm, I'm happy. Very, very happy. Because it doesn't matter if, if, I'm not, I don't mean like financially or any of the other shit because that means nothing. There's, like I said, I could die tomorrow, so it means nothing, you know. It, but as long, I always say to myself, you know, as well, if I think the way I think is, is if I died tomorrow, am I happy? Would I be happy? Would, is there anything that I would regret? And there's nothing. There's nothing that I would regret. You know, like I'm. I feel like I'm living my life the way I want to live it, and. And that's all that matters, you know. And uh, if I die tomorrow, then I'll be happy, you know. I, I'm, I'll be, I won't be happy to die, by the way. I'll be, I'm, I'm content, you know. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I wouldn't regret anything. I wouldn't regret anything. Awesome, yeah. Awesome, I love that. That makes me happy. Hearing that makes me yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? This, yeah. mate, smash, yeah. smashing it, smashing yeah. it. And long may it continue. May I say, right. For a man who's travelled such a road so far, I know you're not done by any means. You're still in your prime. Hell of a lot more to come. But a hell of a lot of lessons learned. So from all these lessons along the way, if you're going to pass, pass a message on to the listeners, uh, the podcast is primarily structured around the journey towards success, including the struggles and everything that comes with it. What would be a message or, or a couple of messages for the listeners for anyone who's trying to achieve success? What have you learned along the way that you can pass on? Um, I think... I think it's very hard to tell, to give advice to people uh, because it's something that they need to experience themselves. You know, I, it's the, the struggles are going to be different to everybody else, but, but essentially they're all the same. We all go through the same thing. It's just that we all deal with it differently and it's different scenarios. Um, like I say, hard work and discipline. You know, when times get tough, you just got to keep your head down and go. You know, if, if, it's, if it's really what you want, do you hear me? Like, ask yourself, is it what you want? You know, like, when it gets tough, do I want this? You know, or, or are you just doing it because you're too proud to give up or you're too worried about somebody saying something? You know, uh, you know, like, you, you know, you're laughing at you or telling, oh, I told you it wasn't going to work, you know. Um, but, um, you know, you, you know, you said that I have, have, I'm in my prime and stuff. I'm 38 now. 
uh, I'm, I'm probably making my announcement on your so which is a bit of exclusive but I, I've retired this year uh, I've not announced it because I've, I don't really care for the attention to be honest um, but um, I, I retired for myself so I don't need to go and do a big song and dance about it um, I've been trying to come to to I've been toying with the idea for a few years now and I only just came to to the decision this year and the hardest thing this is probably a good one for for for, um, for other athletes because I didn't have this, you know, I, or I didn't come across anything that could help me come to terms with retirement because, it, if, as you can imagine, 23 years in the sport, it it has become my identity and uh, as a fighter. Uh, and I was trying to find things to fill the void and there was nothing ever that I could think of that would be able to do it. I was thinking, mm, maybe I can go back to MMA and I was thinking, nah. I was thinking, mm, maybe I can go back to, I'll buy a bike again and do some track racing and, you know, get into that. And I was thinking, nah, I can't be bothered. And, and, I, and I think that was the hardest thing was trying to find something. And then I reminded myself that how I found Thai boxing. And I found Thai boxing through, through um, just by chance. I found it by chance and I started as a hobby. I never intended to start to, ha to, to, to pursue it as a career. So mm. when I when I remembered that, about that, then I thought, well, if that's the case, then I'll try a few things. So I've taken on Olympic weightlifting, I've taken on freestyle wrestling, I've even joined a, a joinery class <laughs> that, that I'm doing in September. Uh, so I'm just trying a few things, and then hopefully I gravitate into something. You know, the main thing is to keep myself busy um, because. And, and I've started a new business, like I said. So I'm trying to keep myself busy. Uh, I still train every day, sometimes twice a day. You know that that will always be part of my life. I still teach, and and I and I love teaching. Um, but the fighting side has just has been such a, a massive part of it, uh, and taking such a, a a big lump of my time away from my family. So um, so yeah, it was just trying to find something that would eventually fill the void. But uh, what, 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 I would, what, what I'm saying to the fighters who are looking at retirement is um, don't try and find something that's going to fill that void because nothing's ever going to fill that void with what you've dedicated your, whole, your half your life or more of it to that one thing. You know, Try a few different things um, and you'll, you'll, you'll naturally gravitate towards something. I mean, maybe me, because I'm so good at, so, at everything. I'm good at Olympic weightlifting. I'm good at wrestling. So I like, um, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, I don't know. Which, I'm thinking I'll compete in this. And I'm like, and then I'm having a good session at the, the lifting. I'm thinking, oh, I might do that. And then, so I might just do both. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Mate, congratulations. I've said this a couple of times on the podcast already, but congratulations on an amazing career. I had no idea that was the case. Yeah. Wow. Wow, what a moment, what a yeah. moment. I've just been, I'm taken back, I'm taken back. So, yeah. hey, it seems as though you're in a good place a bit because I know it can yeah. be difficult. I know it can be yeah. difficult, but really like the approach you've taken there and a great message for anyone else who's going through a similar thing or has got that to come within their careers. Yeah. And you will find something, you'll find your thing. I know oh, yeah, you'll, yeah. knowing you, yeah. you'll find your thing. Hey, I'm, I'm getting to spend a lot more time with my family as well, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's the most important thing, you know. Uh, I've, I've worked, hard throughout the years so I have the financial freedom to to be able to have that that the choice of trying different things and spending time with my family so you know that that you know my you know the fruits of my labor you know I'm, I'm reaping the rewards you know and uh, um, but it's just that 
it's just that, yeah, it's just not fighting that that, I, that made it a little bit difficult for me. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I've been offered a couple of fights over the last couple of months, and then I, you know, I toyed with the idea, and then I was thinking, I don't think I can be bothered with all the weight cutting with the six to eight week camps anymore. I'm just mentally, I'm tired. You know, physically I feel good and I can go, but mentally I'm tired. You know, I think it's time for a new chapter now for me. Um, so yeah, so that that that's what helped. Ease it, make it a bit better for me, you know. Uh, finding a good luck, man. Good luck. Yeah. I'm sure you'll find. You think? Yeah, yeah, man. Thanks. Sure. And what a way to wrap it up! What a way to wrap it up. <laughs> um, so we'll just move on to to the final part. Each episode, I talk to the guests around similar questions because success leaves clues, as they say. So first one, talk us through your morning routine. Have you got structure in your mornings? Uh, my morning routines aren't as early as they used to be because I don't fight anymore. Um, so my, my my early routine works. It starts with a half six, a half six start with a coffee next to my to the coffee table by my lovely wife, and then uh, and then uh, I get to spend the morning with them really with with my wife and my kid. My kids homeschools now as well, so um, so yeah, we spend the morning together, uh, and then I'm off to the gym. Uh, either I'm teaching first, and then I'm training myself, or I'm training and then teaching. Uh, I don't teach as much as I used to. I don't do as many privates as I used to, um, just because I want to focus more on myself. I'm really enjoying training again because I'm not having to to train for anything. You know, there there is no uh, I've, I haven't got the added pressure, so it's nice to just go in the gym and do my own thing, really. Um, so, like I say, I've been uh, doing some li- Olympic weightlifting and wrestling, so uh, I just want to save some of my energy for myself. You know, as Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your terms, on your yeah, terms. That's what we're all searching for, yeah, to live life on our terms. Yeah. Nice one. And what percentage, I probably shouldn't have asked you this a couple of months ago, should I? What percentage of the time are you on it? So when I ask this question and I say on it, I mean contributing to something worthwhile, whether personal or professional. So no wasted time. What percentage of the time are you on it, focused? Since retirement, honestly, probably 60%. I'm still tr- maybe 50. I'm still trying to find my feet. Um, I feel like th- there is a couple of things that are in place, but when you're relying on other people to for the process to get there, do you know what I mean, like paperwork and all that, you just feel a bit stuck. So there isn't much to do, really. Um, but I try and be as proactive as, as possible. Uh, and if I'm not if I'm not doing anything uh, in that respect. I'm cleaning the house, I'm doing chores, I'm washing dishes, you know, so I, it's never wasted, never wasted. Yeah, main, a little bit like myself, I've got... Maintenance in the gym, you know, there's always something, yeah. I get it, I get it. Yeah. And before retirement, Pan, when you're an active fighter, what would you say? Oh, all the time, I might... Feels like all my time, but uh, I would probably say about 80 to 90% for sure. Yeah. Nice, it, it was, nice. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, but I never. Um, I was a lot, uh, as a, as, as a lot more full of energy back then as well. So, and I always did things as like a matter of fact. You know, it, it was just something I did. Never, never mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got to go and do this. It was just that. That was it. That was my life. <laughs> and and you know and, and yeah, always like I say, uh, I like to. I like to really appreciate the the now, like being in the, in the moment. You know. Uh, being grateful for for what I have, you know, I, I always I always appreciate that I have a successful job. I always appreciate 
all the things that I that, that I've achieved. Um, I used to say that I was very fortunate to have a good career. I used to say I was very fortunate to have, I don't know, like a successful gym or a something. And then, and then I and then and then I, I when I when I was thinking one day, I sat down and thinking about the word fortunate. And I was thinking, no, I was not fortunate. I worked for that. I made it fucking happen. You know, you, you know, a fortunate person is someone who a lucky person. Or you know, when people say, "Oh, I'm, you very, I'm very lucky to have this." No, you're lucky if you win the fucking lottery, mate. If I if I rely <laughs> if I rely on luck luck to get me and to get me what I want, I'm never gonna get it. So I worked hard for that. So I'm, I'm so and, and I'm very grateful and I'm very appreciative of what I've worked for thus far. <laughs> yeah, hard end, hard end, man. Yeah. And, and you know, like here, at Op- sorry, I'll let you go. I just this last one. You know, I've created a, you know, at All Powers now. As you said, you know, like it's become successful. And, and for me, uh, I don't see as all as All Powers being mine. All Powers is is um, a combined effort. It's a, it's a it's a network of people. It's a community. And for me, what I've done here is I've created a great platform of which other little panicosses can find their way and make their way, you know. And, and you know, that in the majority, we have two full-time coaches and we have um, five PTs there and they're all all-power students, you know, who have come, who are, who are up and come in and, and started teaching and stuff like that. Um, and I love that. I love that they, that they have that platform and that I'm able to provide that platform for them because so somewhere along the way on my journey, people have helped me, you know. My coach would tell me, Take the take the gym, you know, you, which meant I didn't have to buy equipment. He helped me. He helped me take that first step. I've had a friend, you know, who's helped me on the business side, taught me how to to run my business, and he helped me earn a bit more money. You know, I've had every. There's like I say, there's always people that will see your 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 hard efforts will never go unnoticed, uh, and you know, and you know, if 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 you're a good person, an honest person, people will help you along the way. Love that, love that, and the the awareness there as well, Pan. It's true. Someone's helped us all at some point. One of that mental figure at some point. So yeah. nice to see you giving back. We're, we're always grateful. Of, we're always grateful of the people who have shattered us as well. Always grateful of the people who have caused us pain because they're the ones who've who've, who've created, who've made us make the biggest change in life. Without them, there was nothing. The the, the times that we make the biggest changes are when something bad happens. They, mm. they, we should always welcome those moments or we should always be grateful of those moments sorry yeah. Yeah. lessons everywhere lessons yeah. everywhere yeah. Uh, the last one from me Pan so name three people past or present dead or alive to sit down to dinner with in an aid to make the rest of your life as successful as possible who would you choose sorry say that again the... so choose three people to sit down to dinner with they could be past or present dead or alive and the mission is to make the rest of your life as successful as possible going forward. Who would you choose? Uh, just dinner. Just dinner. Just, just it could be an extended dinner, a couple of hours maybe. Get as much knowledge as you can. Um, I, I, I could not tell you, man. I really, I could not tell you. Uh, in fact, no, you know what? Um, I'm really into Stoicism. Aristotle, Marcus Aurelius. Um, yeah, you know, Socrates. Yeah, those those are my guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice, nice, nice. I get that. I get that. There's some real lessons there. Yeah, man. But on, <laughs> but on. and that wraps us, Pan. That wraps us. It's been an absolute pleasure. I just like to say, 
massive congrats on the career. I've just found out now in this moment that you've retired officially. What you've achieved is unbelievable. Um, being from the Manchester scene myself and having trained a little bit in the gym um, and been around the Manchester area, I know you are massively respected and held in high regard by fighters, athletes, but also anyone who trains, anyone who's around the scene. What you've achieved is unbelievable, mate, both as a person, as a fighter, as an individual, as a business owner. You've smashed it. You really have. And you're only 38. You don't even touch 40 yet. There's plenty of room to go. So, mate, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that you provided for a lot of us, all the knowledge you provided. And good luck for the future. Thank you very much. Nice one. Speak to you soon. Take care.